0: Welcome to Craft of Code, a podcast brought to you by Linode that explores the stories of developers, entrepreneurs, and enterprises of all sizes from all over the world who share our mission to make cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible to all. K-12 online learning tools are often fragmented and expensive. Budget-conscious schools and districts learned this firsthand after being forced to move to virtual classrooms amid a global pandemic. From this once-in-a-lifetime confluence of market factors emerged a second act from nonprofit open-source education advocate Curriki, launched out of a goodwill project from Sun Microsystems in 2007 to create a collaborative space for educators. Curriki is the first open repository of lesson plans and other teacher-facing materials. Currickey expanded its mission to include the development of Currickey Studio, the first free and open digital authoring and publishing tool for teachers. Currickey was founded on the belief that solutions to problems in education must come from a free and open approach, providing not just open content, but open technologies that are easy to use. Our guest today is Currickey CEO, Abby Ross. Welcome, Abby.
1: Thanks so much for having me. This is really exciting.
0: So let's start with the basics. Uh, if you can, tell us a little bit about how Curiki sets itself apart in the courseware development uh, and delivery space, you know, especially at a time when the world is taking a closer look at best practices enabling distance learning.
1: Sure. Great, great question. So uh, Curiki has a history of working on this challenge of how digital learning content is distributed and openly shared You know, for over a decade, starting out of um, Sun Microsystems um you know when we looked at the landscape actually pre-pandemic uh around how educators were using our resources and adding to our library we found that there was a tremendous gap in the market um and ultimately in looking at the library you know there was a lot of static content you know pdfs videos um and a lot of you know Teachers were working really hard to put together lesson plans, but they didn't really have the tools without cobbling together a lot of desperate ed tech tools to try to make something engaging for their students. Um, So in kind of taking that opportunity, um, you know, decided to build Currickey Studio. And so Cricky Studio is ultimately, you know, how do we help educators have, you know, one-stop shop solution for things like interactive video, um, where they can embed assessments and interactions throughout the video, drag and drop tools, puzzles and games, so that if they have this idea for a great lesson plan, they can make it interactive by design without needing to know how to code. So that's really how Kriki Studio was born. We were, you know, tinkering away on it and then the pandemic hit. So ultimately, that really accelerated how we decided to go to market to get these tools in the hands of educators and you know learning designers and authors and anybody with something to teach you know as fast as possible. Um, so ultimately, kind of the the emergence of distance learning was a really great opportunity for us to you know go to market and get some feedback from educators on how they're using interactive tools and how curriculum studio can really help take what was, you know, static content and make it into something that is dynamic and engaging for every learner, real-time scoring, and also then publishes into systems that educators are already using. Platforms like a learning management system, like a Canvas or a Google Classroom. So we didn't want to just be another tool. We wanted to come completely integrated so we ultimately can can become a, a really effective authoring tool to build great content and then let you know educators and learning designers then Send that where they want to do all of the, you know, nitty gritty of assigning, grading, uh, and seeing how learners did on their activities.
0: Now, I imagine you talked to a lot of educators as you were, as you were doing this, what are some of the challenges that they were, that, that you heard directly from them that they were facing any good stories there or how were you know, also how were they, how were they trying to overcome some of the challenges that they had?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Most of the, uh, you know, feedback from educators, whether it's a teacher in a classroom, you know, or an administrator trying to help teachers go digital overnight, um, a lot of it did kind of stem back from, you know, we have a lot of video content, but we don't know how to make it engaging. Or we have these lesson plans, but, you know, we're just sending kids to a Google Doc or printing off PDFs. if educators did want to make something dynamic and engaging they would have to go to you know five or six different tools have their learners log in to five or six different tools just to put together an experience um so that's pretty jarring for both the teacher who's then investing time, learning different platforms, learning different standards, um, you know, to have an interactive video here, a puzzle game here, uh, and jarring for the learner because they're bopping in and out of a variety of different systems. Um, So that was really helpful. And from the administration side, paying subscriptions for multiple different uh, platforms that will allow for something interactive can really get expensive. and, And that's a resource that schools just don't have. So by putting this all together, making it a simple and streamlined platform. Where educators can build content um, and making it free and open source, we really found that um, you know we were able to meet meet teachers where they were and give something that you know they were already doing. They were just spinning their wheels and spending a lot of valuable time doing.
0: Yeah, my what my wife is a teacher, and it's what I hear. What I hear you say is uh, is let teachers teach. They don't necessarily want to be developers and technologists. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you mentioned open source, right? Uh, and I'm interested to hear, you know, how important uh, open source is to Curiki, uh and the role that it plays in in your in your business. Because I know it is obviously core to the Linode ethos as well.
1: Uh, yeah. So you know, because we were fun found it out of Sun Microsystems, you know, Scott McNeely's advocacy for open source is really deeply embedded in our culture. Um, And our chief technology officer, Leo, you know, really takes that as well. Um, You know, from from our standpoint, why we're in this, uh, you know, kind of business is really the the mission and the impact is how can we reach as many learners and have an impact on their learning experience as possible. Um, And open source really increases the opportunity for collaboration in the market. Um, You know, that's a a, a developer that has an idea on what learning should look like can contribute to, you know, our stack, Um, you know, and really reduces the barriers to what drives innovation. So by being free and open source, you know, ultimately people can grab our stuff and use it and incorporate it. If we can save time, money, energy, and help better solutions go to market faster, that's what we're all about. Um, in education, there are so many important challenges to work on that, you know, the access to quality software and the ability to innovate and drive collaboration should not be another one. So that's why we believe in, in open source. Um, and in addition, what, what we're really ultimately trying to do is just set forward a standard and expectation that learning can and should be interactive by design. It does not need to be, you know, static. Uh, push content that doesn't take into account the learner so how we can focus on that uh, and other people can take that and incorporate that into you know their uh, secret sauce that that's that's the goal
0: now who are some of your who are some of the uh, target markets is it primary edu- is it primary elementary education is it secondary higher educate higher ed
1: Yeah. One of the kind of both blessings and curses of, of Studio is that um, our target market is any organization or author with something to teach, uh, which means that we Mm -hmm. can really span from pre-K to gray. Um, When we launched Kriki Studio, uh, you know, I think we had some ideas of, of where we would be a good fit, but I've been really tickled to see um, that we're kind of squarely across K-12, higher education, and adult learning. Um, and ultimately the types of organizations that are adopting Currici Studio um, are organizations that, that have you know learners and, and have something to teach and want the way to do it interactive or on sometimes like, you know, baked technology companies or content companies that need that level of innovation to dial up what they have. Um, so it's been a really kind of great way to see how the market has taken to the solution.
0: So it really is a, uh, a platform play that you're, that you're building out.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm also, um, my new favorite phrase is going to be pre-K to gray, uh, which is brilliant.
1: <laughs> so, so I can't, I can take no credit, but I do work it into <laughs> almost everything I say now. Cause it's so descriptive, like you get it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, it's perfect. Now as a, as a non I mean, some of your target educational markets are pretty much heavyweights with respect to, to online learning. How do factors like scaling failover and latency, um, come in and how important are they to your customers
1: yeah so the the stakes in education feel really high to ensure stability of technology right so imagine a teacher in a classroom full of students pulling up a lesson plan that they've spent hours preparing only to have it you know fail Um, so reliability is critical and and that's how these issues manifest themselves on the ground level of implementation and we have to remember that when we're planning technology architecture um, and our partners have you know, complex needs. You're talking about educational organizations with layers and, you know, approval processes and things where we need to really be respectful of those systems. Um, And we know that when educational organizations invest in something, it can be very sticky. Nobody wants the rug ripped out from under them. Um, You know, nobody wants something that isn't reliable um, or, you know, massive, massive latency. So um, becoming a solution where they invest in their curriculum and content means Means that there's lots of potential for concurrency and usage and storage. So dependency is really important for us.
0: Now, as a nonprofit, I know you want to spend your resources on developing learning resources, not on hosting services, I would imagine. you know, And that's sort of how your relationship with Linode started and became part of your operating strategy. Now, how's that working out for you? And how important are things? I just the bigger question, right? Is How important are things like price and support to Kariki's mission, especially your role as CEO?
1: Yeah, um, we are so grateful for our partnership. You know, it's been critical in our uh, ability to innovate and focus on the things that are going to drive our business forward so that we can focus on building the technology tools and, you know, the community around it um you know ultimately i think you know back to kind of when the pandemic hit and we needed to scramble to go to market to get this in the hands of learners that were desperate for a solution and and educators um you know linode really stepped up and said you know here is a way that you can make sure you can stand up your product you can have something that's reliable and you can start learning and testing and giving something that you know works for partners so it's really helped us um, kind of bridge that gap between Startup into now growth phase. That um, you know we're 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 grateful to have that partnership of uh, not needing to worry about some of those you know DevOps backend sides and and having a reliable uh, support system that our team can work around.
0: And that's something that we've seen in the in the past uh, throughout our history is companies and organizations like yours that start with us in that innovation phase and then grow into legitimate real enterprise-sized companies.
1: That's that's the goal. Yeah.
0: So what advice would you give to other companies who are trying to change an industry like Currickey is?
1: Oh, it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Um, you know, education is, um, you know, I, th- I think important to everybody because we've all, you know, had an education. We see ways and opportunities for, you know, how we can do better. Um, you know, the thing that I think keeps us grounded at Currickey is... Um, you know, what does this look like in practice, um, getting really close to, to the users um, of the platform and product. And for us, that actually spans a really broad spectrum. Users to us is, yes, the end learners of, are they enjoying what, uh, you know, the learning experiences that have been created from curriculum Studio. It's the authors, the people that are using the tool to build interactive curriculum and what they have in the mind, their mind, and what they can do with the tool, and, and how we help bridge that gap, or you know, help them do that. And then our our other users are ultimately you know developers, people that are contributing to this um, open source technology, and you know ways in which we can we can build it and make it better. So um, you know, listening listening to them is probably you know what I think keeps us centered on having a roadmap that is. Uh, grounded in how this impacts our mission, how it aligns to our you know KPIs, and you know ultimately how we're making sure that we make good on our mission.
0: What are some of the pitfalls they should look out for, uh, both from a business uh, from a business perspective and also from a technological uh, perspective?
1: Yeah, so um, you know one of the things that I think we always uh, try to do internally is. Um, you know, we've got so many ideas and state, you know, our our partners are never short on ideas on ways that we can make this tool better. Um, For us, it's kind of coming back to, it becomes really easy to overcook what you're what you're making, right. Um, So being really diligent in, okay, if we build this, what will be the impact? How, you know, will people pay for this? Will people open up you know, their their minds for this, and ultimately, like their time, will they invest their time? And that's particularly important in education is, um, you know, will, will people actually set aside the time to install, uh, utilize this, integrate, get trained, and then use the tool the way that it's intended? That's kind of the, the North Star. And, you know, that's, that's the main thing, I think, for us is we don't want to overbuild Or over invest in things that we don't know people will set aside the time to use. And, you know, kind of the phrase, like, will the dog eat the dog food Um, that that's kind of, I think the most important, important thing when it comes to innovating and building on a technology is make sure you're doing it with um, kind of the right KPIs in place.
0: Now, I know in some, in some industries, uh, pharmaceutical uh, pharmacies, actually uh, retail groceries, There becomes a sort of a trust factor when you're when you're choosing your partners, Uh, you know, are they going to are they going to come in and education, I would imagine, is a is prime for that as well. Right. How, How important is trusting your provider? Right. And the and the partners that you work with that they don't have designs on taking you out
1: yeah you know i i think that for us being open source and being a nonprofit um kind of instantly invites collaboration which Mm -hmm. is really helpful when it comes to partners um but at the end of the day a lot of trust comes in yes the the platform and do we understand their needs but also just the civility of the organization of the architecture of the other partners we've brought to the table um so i think that's really critical is kind of who we surround ourselves with in terms of organizations that are using our technology, how they're using it, and then, you know, partners in the background that are helping support this architecture um, and support, you know, how the heck it gets into the hands of, of partners.
0: Now support's a big a big thing for a lot of people. How important and what role does support play, you know, for for Currici with working with Linode, I guess, is an ex- as an example.
1: Yeah, we are a, you know, small nonprofit. Uh, we do not have the bandwidth to, you know, kind of uh, really make sure that, uh, that that maybe an enterprise, you know, platform an or organization might have. So having partners that are able to provide that level of support and integrate with the systems that we have in place to make sure that we can, you know, service customers and then have... Um, You know, other people that are building off of Currickey Studio, whether it's a certified provider, whether it's a hosting partner, whether it's somebody that can do training and professional development and integration, we need to make sure that we have, you know, open lines of communication and, um, you know, the, the right partners in place so that we can make sure that, um, you know, to those end, end customers, they, they are experiencing what they want. And, you know, again, very thankful for the partnership with Linode that we have that level of support on kind of some of those back of house things that manifest themselves in the classroom, but are, are completely unseen to partners.
0: So, lastly, what advice would you give to your fellow CEOs based on what you've experienced in your time leading Kariki.
1: Let's see. You know, ultimately um, I'd say my my advice comes to, you know, kind of have have those North Star um, objectives and key results. You know, we use that framework for strategic planning. And I think it's so helpful to kind of have that juicy vision, that mission statement that gets, um, you know, everybody from partners to employees and team members fired up about why they should, you know, work with you and work together. Um, But then also making sure that you can have demonstrated progress towards that juicy vision with, um, you know, concrete objectives and key results. And for us, um, while we're able to plan on a quarterly basis, we're also always able to kind of go back to that North Star of, you know, how many learners are on the platform? Uh, are they learning with better stuff than they would otherwise? Uh, you know, what does this look like? And I, I always um, kind of implore the team to, if they're ever kind of, you know, misaligned or wondering why we do this or, you know, stuff's really hard because this this problem is really hard, to, to jump into the platform, see some of these learning experiences and really understand like, the what the world looked like before, and what you're doing to add value, um, and I think that keeps everybody centered in, especially in an industry like education, where um, again the stakes are high, but the opportunity is so exciting.
0: You're doing a ama- you're doing amazing work over there, um, and I want to thank you, Abby, for joining us on the Craft Code Podcast. Where can our listeners find more information about Kariki?
1: Thanks for asking. So uh, org is kind of the best place for learning more about our mission. You can create a free account for Cricky Studio, poke around and hopefully that can uh, lead some folks down a, a bit of a rabbit hole in terms of finding our GitHub and our open source code and those different partners we work with like Linode. So um, check us out at org. Thank you, Abby. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Craft of Code. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to make sure you're the first to hear when we release future episodes. And we'd love it if you left a review.